With a thankful heart, with an endless joy, with a growing family, every girl and boy will be nephew and niece to me. Nephew and niece to me. We'll bring love, hope and peace to me. And every night will end And every day will start With a grateful prayer And a thankful heart Hi everybody, welcome back to Rizzo the Rat Won't shut the fuck up This is the Zillennial Canon I'm Kira um, And I am Adam And I also will not shut the fuck up ever We know this um, <laughs> Hi guys, we haven't been here in a while <laughs> Because I haven't had a voice in a while. I've been sick, as you guys have known, since the Haunted Mansion episode. Hey, I'm going to stop you right there. I I think all women have voices. And with that, (laughs) this has been (laughs) Zillennial Cabin. (laughs) Thank you for joining us. Goodbye. Yeah, so where can everyone find you online? You can find me at K-Y-R-K-A-U at um, and in my bed asleep for the rest of my life. Um, so, yeah, we will be doing a bunch of Christmas movies for the next few weeks. And uh, this by one's that, kind of... I mean, like, one more <laughs> because it's well, Christmas, like, next week. Oh, yeah, it is, isn't it? Um, I didn't realize yeah. that. Wow, we really, like... We really should the bet on this one, Adam. <laughs> we gotta we make it good. Chris month. Well, yeah. I mean, it's fine. It's not like it's fine. It, it's all good. We, we will survive. We'll thrive in the new. We're, I hope we're people still care about us. To be honest, I, I think I think people do. I mean, our Twitter is as active as ever. Um, uh, yeah, have... like two tweets in the past month. Yes. Yeah, I mean that's that's more than what I've tweeted, so that's fine. I'm just not, I'm um, not gonna look at our statistics anymore. I'm just gonna trust our friends. Courtney, um, that's to you. Of, I know you're listening. Yeah, only <laughs> speaking of friends, I I don't know. Um, <laughs> hi, I'm a I'm <laughs> I'm the world's resident Muppet fan. Um, as if, if anyone who's not friends with me is miraculously listening and needs to be reminded of that. Um, so, yeah, today we're covering Muppet Christmas Carol. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm a big Muppet fan, but Kira is like on a completely different level than me. Like I um, thought I was a pretty big fan and then I met Kira and I'm like, oh, I don't know shit. Like I've ascended when it comes to Muppets. I feel like I know a little bit too much, um, especially in regards to, like, the corporate side of it, like, copyright and, um, like, internet, like, intellectual property. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, this was actually, um, it was the first project after Jim Henson's death, and even though that Disney didn't acquire them up until 2004, this was the first film distributed by disney which is interesting yeah i um i didn't know that before you said it actually but i was actually wondering that when i was watching it like a week ago i um because i i don't know why i watched the entire credits of this movie but when it got to the end and the disney logo came up i just had that thought i was like oh how many productions did they do because i don't know why i was under the impression that they didn't do any actual method movies until 2011 
but yeah. I guess that was completely wrong. Um, well, so yeah. um, it's interesting because like, there's like a big, um, push that I am also involved in, um, like a big movement online, um, to get, uh, the Muppet show released for home viewing. Cause, um, sorry, I'm just like talking in circles right now. Um, the first three seasons have only been released for home viewing on DVD. Um, the last two seasons have never been, uh, distributed and like Disney has essentially unlimited money. And a lot of it has to do with like copyright. Like they have to clear the rights to like a lot of the guests and hosts are dead basically. So they have to clear the copyright with all of their estates and any like living relatives and stuff like that. Also a lot of music copyright, so it's interesting um, to see where Disney will put their money and things like that um, when it comes to Muppet content. And, um, yeah, just seeing, like, what's on Disney Plus and what's emitted from Disney Plus, like, is interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's... I think the entire thing, their idea for the Muppets in 2011 was... And not to keep going back to that <clears throat> movie, but I think their entire plan was... They were going to reboot it, like, so hard that they would mm-hmm. never have to go, like, to the well of the original material. And, or at least that's, like, <laughs> my theory, is that they thought they could just revitalize it so well that mm-hmm. they could just do some new content. And that's how they would, like, you know, monopolize the Muppets. But now we're, like, subjected to, like, Google, what Google Play ads or whatever, like, those commercials that are on TV right now. Oh, like, like the Facebook home. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah it's, like we're we're not even getting like a tv show or sketches or like anything we're just getting and i know there's like some disney plus stuff in the works but like we're getting commercials that's all we're getting yeah the thing is with me is as the biggest muppet fan in the world this is controversial i don't necessarily want new muppet content from disney because they've let me down so many goddamn times and I think that even like looking back to the 2011 movie, I do like it a lot. However, like I recently rewatched it. Um, and I feel like I've mentioned this before, but like, I've like gone off about it on Letterboxd. If anyone wants to check that out. Um, I've rewatched it recently and just like ethically and politically, like the movie is the most hypocritical thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, and I'm kind of content with like, what exists already with Muppets and some things that I like that they're doing right now is every single Muppet character has like an insanely funny Twitter account. And I feel like when they're doing like almost like web content with them, it's like really cute. Um, like they like had videos that were like the intention of like to be viral in like 2012 or whatever that were really cute. Um, I really like their I think they could do more presents in the Disney parks, but they're bringing back for like a week. They had a literal like Muppet show um, in Magic Kingdom. Like, have you ever seen the American? Um, it's like great moments in American. Oh, Kingdom. yeah. I didn't actually. I think I did read about that. Um, yeah, yeah, like I, they literally had Muppets there. Like, like doing isn't like it a show hard? in the windows. Isn't it Kermit, like, as Abraham Lincoln or something? Like Yeah, it's um, it's really cute. I think it's, like, Miss Piggy is, like, Betsy Ross and stuff. But, like, apparently right. it's, like, very funny. 
Um, it ended for a little bit, but they just announced they're bringing it back for like a week run during the holidays because it was like very popular. So hopefully they'll bring that back. I just think that it's really cool um, when they actually utilize the puppets themselves. And there was um, some actual controversy in my life that nobody is paying attention to. Um, there are some signs pointing to Jim Henson's last project as a director and also his last performance ever as Kermit the Frog, Muppet Vision 3D closing soon. Um, Which there breaks are murmurs of it. So it um, breaks my heart entirely. I, I can't imagine a life without Muppet Vision. Yeah, and I think it's, if they do close it, I will literally go kick down the doors of Disney, of Bob Iger. Um, and I like, I don't want to say any threats because I hope to someday direct a Muppet movie. Um, and I don't want to cut ties with them completely, even though we totally have on this podcast. Um, I just think it's BS that on the Disney Parks website, they make a point to say, this is the last director, like, direction by Jim Henson and his last performance is Kermit the Frog. And then if they close that, I would go feral, literally. It's just, and I don't want to upset Kira. It's just, I think it's so inevitable and I'm, that makes me so sad, but it's just the whole idea of like the daily operations of Muppet Vision. And like every time I go to it, when I'm at Hollywood studios, like the opera, like the audience is pretty low. Like it's never busy. There's never a wait for it. Um, Whereas like 10 years ago you would go and it would be packed, you know? Um, And, but now it's just like, it's, I want to say it's dead. Like I, I think it's, there's like certainly still kind of a draw, but I think it's more of like one of those things where people go and cool off rather than like they go, no one's buying a fast pass for this um but like I, that makes me sad though like it makes me really yeah. sad because when i was walking past it and actually the last time i went to hollywood studios like three months ago uh mm-hmm. for galaxy's edge um if you when you're heading to galaxy's edge you pass by um muppet vision right before you go to um whatever the planet's called and uh, yeah, about to. I don't and, really know that, and you don't. Yeah, I. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was like, "Oh my god, it's Muppet Vision. We have to do that later." And my friends were like, "Ew, no." And I'm like, <sighs> "It just none of them wanted to do Muppet Vision with me, and it made me so sad." And after you gave me all this insider information about maybe a closing, it made me even more sad in retrospect, knowing that could have that might have been my last chance to do it. Yeah, I really hope that, like, someday I could ride it again or view it again someday. Um, (laughs) And on that day, I will ride it or view it three times, four times maybe, a minimum, just to experience it just one last time or four last times. So you've never... uh, I forgot. We have we talked about this. You've never done Muppet Vision before. No, yeah, I have. I did it oh, um, when I was okay. three years old, and then when I was um, ten years ago. How old was I? Twelve. <laughs> yeah. Um, every like ten years or so, I go to Hollywood Studios. Yeah, it's it's a 
it's a great like experience and it makes me happy every time I write, like go on it because it's like it's really I mean correct me if I'm wrong but it's really one of the only remnants of like the 90s Disney um yeah. still in the park like I mean Hollywood I mean uh, Tower of Terror was there in the 90s and like um, I mean Rock and Roller Coaster is pretty uh Rock and Roller Coaster but like <laughs> but I mean other than like the big headliners <laughs> it's like really the only side thing yeah. Um, other than like, that stupid Beauty and the Beast musical live thing, uh, but like that's really <laughs> they it, also you know? like another Jim Henson presence. I used to be in the parks, which like was my favorite thing the first time I went. Um, and uh, there used to be actually a stage show um, for Bear in the Big Blue House. Excuse me. Yeah, Playhouse um, Disney Live, right? Yeah, and they had yep. literal like Muppets there from the show which bearing the big blue house is a lineal lineal canon tv show i'd say that was so cool like when i used to go to that because um it's like a life uh, it really is like the life-size bear in the big blue house Mm -hmm. and i don't know if you remember this but like you the kids would like sit on the floor in front of the stage yeah yeah and it made it it made him look even more massive like when he came Mm -hmm. out and it was just like he's it's like you see it on tv but like now he's there so I think that just goes to the entire thing. It's like they want to cut down on the whole like puppetry and operational things in the park. And they want to do more stuff, more like smugglers run and stuff where Mm -hmm. it's like video, uh, like screen based rides. Yeah. And I, cause I was watching, this is such a Disney pod already, but like I was watching, (laughs) I was watching the Imagineering story and I think it was best show. Best show. (laughs) Here we are talking shit about, uh, yeah, we watched the Imagineering. Story. We're like Bob Iger should die. <laughs> Me and the bestie. Me and the bestie. <laughs> but like, I was watching. I it's six or seven, whatever the last episode was. But they were talking about like the new era of Disney. Yeah. Like moving forward. I mean, that was and, pretty sick, though. No, it was. It was cool, and I like it. But it's like they were talking about how they want to move more towards like a reason for people to come to Hollywood studios or like Disney in general, like what can they make it interactive that you can't do on your phone? And I think that just everything about that episode in general kind of pointed to my theory that Muppet vision, I I'll be surprised if it's still operating in two years. Like it's Mm. (laughs) if that it's like, yeah. Well, you know what you can experience at home and not in a Disney park. I mean, and, yeah, I don't know what I'm saying. Um, Sweetums busting down the door in the middle of you watching a Muppet movie in 3D and uh, yelling at you. I was thinking the last time. At the end of Muppet Vision 3D. Last time I went to Muppet Vision 3D and I'm like, I want that to be my future job. I want to be in the costume. Literally, I wanted that. that as a kid. That's all I want. <laughs> I, um, yeah. Uh, I'll probably bring it up like throughout the whole pod, but there are like a few jobs that I've wanted to have as a kid and like three of them apply to like this pod, I guess. Um, One of them being a Disney animator. Like that's all I wanted to do when I was younger um, was to work for Pixar or Disney. Literally, I didn't even realize um, the notebook I took the notes down for this episode in I had written on the front cover animation notes in like second grade and I used to like take notes out of this like Disney animation book that I used to take out of the library in elementary school and then I've always wanted to be a Muppet operator (laughs) 
and an Imagineer. So okay, this but is like, the intersection. <laughs> is Muppet Vision like, 3D? That's all I'm saying. But low key, like as much, as critical as we are of Disney, like that Imagineering story, like it kind of made me like revamp my interest in wanting to be an Imagineer because I was literally like, I started drawing again after watching that. Show. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't I was, start. I like I haven't drawn things in a very long time. I was just like, and again, like this is not a way to uncritique Disney as a, like a monopoly like company or whatever, but like some of like the shit that they do as Imagineers, like just pure artistry they have behind their projects and like the way they bring stuff to life is like incredible. Oh my god, you know what's in the Zillennial canon? Joe Rohde's earrings. <laughs> <clears throat> like just coming home from elementary school or like staying home sick one day, turning on the travel channel and there's just that one hour long special about Animal Kingdom on and you just see Joe Rohde's stretched ear. He's in the Zillennial canon. <laughs> Um, yes, I, I concur with that. I yeah. love that guy. Uh, anyway. Is he, still, is he with Disney still? Yeah, he did Avatar. Pandora, oh, we're, okay. I mean. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, um, I, Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, he essentially uh, did, like, all of Animal Kingdom, which makes sense that, like, he would connect to, like, our age group, because, like, I feel like that's, like, the most, like, 90s and early 2000s park. Like, the technology in it, like, the concept of it. And, like, yeah. it's just, like, weird as hell. Like, that's just what I connect to, like, my childhood, even though I've never even been there. Maybe I'll go there someday. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's talk about some more guys that I like. Like, uh, Jim Henson and Jerry Jewell and Richard Hunt and Paul Williams. Okay, let me just say, Jerry Jewell. Love the mm-hmm. guy. Yeah. Um funniest person in the world yeah love him yeah he's responsible for like some of every single muppet project writing pretty much (laughs) i mean everything right before i mean was there a muppet movie after muppets from space other than the 2011 one like Mm, that was it right i think that was it yeah so i'm like he was he's responsible for like so much of it and it's yeah since uh the muppet show too and uh Oh no! Wait, since Sam and Friends, actually. Yeah, and um, he was on. Who did? What, what did he do on Sesame Street? Was he just a writer? Or I think he was a writer. Yeah, I I was trying to look because his name sounded really familiar, um, and I thought that he was a uh, like a Muppet operator, but I couldn't find any Muppets that he played. I think he was just like uncredited a lot in like crowd scenes and stuff. Um, but he met Frank Oz when they were teenagers, and then they met Jim Henson at a puppet convention. Um, which is insane. I want to go to a public convention. But. Can I just real quick ask yeah. you, how are you going to feel in like, let's say, let's give it 15 years mm-hmm. when Disney inevitably does after they've done little to no to shitty Muppet content. And then they have the audacity to like produce a Jim Henson biopic. How oh, are you going to feel like in the vein of a, uh... Say Mr. Banks, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How are you gonna feel? <laughs> well, I have it in my mind that which I've tweeted this before. The whole entire time that I was watching A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, I was like, "This is exactly how I would do a Jim Henson biopic." Yeah. 
and it, yeah, it would be ridiculous because I would need like permission from Disney. Otherwise I wouldn't be able to like show his Muppets. Like it's so messed up. That's a lot. That's where a lot of my frustration comes from. Like even Frank Oz has like, which Frank Oz, my favorite person in the world, personally. Um, I did not know that was him in Knives Out until I like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Literally. I knew about his cameo, like, when the movie was announced, and I didn't even care that it was a cameo. Like, that made me excited for the movie. I'm like, Frank Oz is going to be in a movie. Um, (laughs) But Frank Oz, his Twitter account, if you guys don't follow it, I highly recommend it because he just, like, will answer people's tweets, like, random times at night. He doesn't really do it anymore because he kind of has, has, like, gone off and, like, wasn't supposed to. Um, but, like, he's literally, like, written tweets being, like, Disney has no idea what they're doing. They have no idea, like, what's at the heart of the Muppets. Like, um, he, like, apparently had a script for the 2011 movie written, and, like, they just completely, like, went against his idea, and he just wanted nothing to do with it. Um, so he hasn't, like, operated a Muppet in, like, a very long time that I know of. Um, like yeah, it surprises me that he did the Last Jedi. Like, I mean, I know that is Lucasfilm, but yeah. overall, it is Disney. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's really weird. Like, he has an intense relationship with Disney, which I mean, we all do. Um, it's complicated, <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, it's really interesting. Also, um, I'll bring this up later, but like last year. I had like the best day of my life ever. I went to um, uh, a like in the Museum of Moving Image in Queens. They have a Jim Henson like a whole floor dedicated to him um, with like all Muppets, like just everything, um, all his props, everything. And I went to this event there where like everyone who has ever collaborated with him was like in the same room, and it was just like kind of like bleak when they were talking about like recent stuff and they just like almost like didn't want to like bring it up because like none of them are even being asked back like yeah it's it's, like their creation and they're like being shot out of it like it's like really messed up (sighs) yeah i mean it's frustrating but at the same like i just and it sucks to say but like i'm not surprised yeah kind of disney i mean i enjoyed i mean i you know, Jerry's out on Rise of Skywalker, but I enjoyed the first two movies. But there is something to be said about how quickly they were, I mean, spoiler alert, how quick they were to kill off Mark Hamill. How, I mean, I know Harrison Ford wanted it, but how quick mm-hmm. they were to kill off Han Solo. And <laughs> Harrison Ford was literally, just shoot me. Like, he, like literally. Me. <laughs> but like, there is something to be said. Like, they, I mean, even like in The Last Jedi, which I love, I love The Last Jedi, mm-hmm. but they kill off like Admiral Akbar like in 0.5 seconds in that movie. Like, there is something to be said about like Disney as a whole, they use your nostalgia to get you in the door, but then they mm-hmm. try to like force feed you with like new material and new characters without ever really giving you the satisfaction of the old stuff. Um, and I know that I was talking about characters, but I think that goes both ways. Characters, actors, performers, creators of the mm-hmm. original content. Like, I think it's all just this big thing that Disney doesn't necessarily want to cater to, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, that was a big rant yeah. that I did not expect it to do. <laughs> no, I feel that. Um, it's, yeah, I don't know. I just, I can't imagine, like, how hurtful it must be. Um, yeah. Especially for, like, I don't know, like... 
I keep thinking also, like, uh, so they just announced, like, Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas was, like, one of my favorite things as a kid. Like, that's probably not in the canon because it's, like, old as hell. Um, but uh, they just announced that they're making a remake of the movie. Um, Disney by or the No. Um, so that it's really interesting. Like, I was really hesitant at first. Um about it just because I was like crabby and I was like why would I want an Emmett Otter remake um and it's by like the guy from Flight of the Concords um Jermaine so no the other one I don't know anything about Flight of the Concords um (laughs) the other one (laughs) um but I was really hesitant about it but then I thought about it I'm like this is like one of the only other than like Dark Crystal this is one of the only IPs that the Henson company still has so it's yeah. kind of cool that they're moving forward with something. And also the fact that like they have a new dark crystal TV show that kind of gives me hope that they're still putting out content. Um, did you ever watch the dark crystal show? I actually haven't yet. <laughs> uh, like, yeah, However, or... No, I'm super interested in it. I just have never gotten around to it. Um, right. I just think that it's, incredible that there's like puppetry like that and practical effects like that in 2019 and like i know that i'm guilty and hypocritical of haven't watched it yet but that nobody's talking about it i've actually never seen the dark crystal before and oh it's terrifying yeah i've i mean i think i've seen bits and pieces as a kid but i actually think i was scared of like the dvd cover of it when i was younger and that's why i never fully watched it um but like I saw the trailer for the, the Netflix, it's Netflix, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I watched the trailer for it and I was just like, I almost wanted to go watch the original movie and then immediately binge the show just yeah. because the puppetry in the trailer alone was so like beautiful. Like it was. Oh, it's stunning. insane. And I saw some of the puppets like in person at the exhibit and they're massive. Like literally, I don't understand how it's, it's just crazy to see like the strength that, people have to like embody the puppet like I feel like um I like I don't know it's like really hard because it's like you want to say like operator of the puppet or like puppeteer but it's like not even that like a lot of people are saying because like last week or the week before Carol Spinney who's performed as Big Bird and Oscar the Grouch like passed away like a uh, big R.I.P. from the Salinal Cannon. Yeah, big this R. episode's dedicated to Carol Spinney to be honest. Truly, that broke my heart like yeah. a million pieces. Yeah, but like the amount of like, like literally his whole life was in that. Like mm-hmm. he was like in like it's crazy to see because like you're doing the voice you're connected to the personality like they like he like developed the personality of these characters because a lot of it is improv also um and something that i would love like <laughs> this is just me ranting about the muppets for an hour sorry <laughs> um <laughs> something that i highly recommend um is if you want to completely separate the muppets from disney at all costs um there's a documentary that you can rent for like a few bucks online called muppet guys talking And it's literally just, like, original, like, four or five Muppet performers just talking about their, like, process. Like, Frank Oz is in it, um, Dave Goals, just, like, uh, I think Jerry Nelson is in it, too. Um, Just, like, a bunch of, like, original. Great. 
looks great. Yeah. It's honestly like one of the most inspiring things, even just like in terms of like the creative process and like, it's just completely separate from like everything that Disney's doing. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I'm still, and I know you said earlier, like you're not too enthused with whatever Disney does next. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm still a little bit hopeful. Like um, I was looking at Brett McKenzie, the guy who's doing that Matthew Otter thing. Um, Mm -hmm. I was looking at his IMDb and I didn't realize he did the music, like the last two Muppet movies. Mm-hmm. Um, or like he worked on like pretty much all the songs um, mm-hmm. for that movie, and um, so I'm interested in the in the Otter, but like I'm also interested to see what they do with like them on Disney Plus because I look, I know Disney sucks, they're bad. I'm I'm not disputing any of it, but well, Emmett Otter's not Disney. No, no, no. I'm uh, I'm talking about like whatever they do in the future with Muppets. Oh, like, oh yeah. Because I, I think, I mean, I. Personally, I really enjoy The Mandalorian, and I'm surprisingly really enjoying that High School Musical series, which I did not think I would. Oh, um, I'm I interested in that. I'm fully interested in that. I didn't think I would even watch it, and I watch it every Friday morning when it oh airs. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> I love it. Um, uh, yeah, it's it's great, and I'm interested because, like, yes, it sucks, and it's a monopoly, and it, every criticism about Disney and Disney Plus is valid, but... I feel like if they see money there, they will legitimately give the Muppets like good writers, like good like producers, good people that actually care about it. And yeah. while it all stems from greed and like corporate me. stuff, <laughs> yeah, yeah, give it to Kira. She knows yeah, what she's Yeah, you're doing. right. Let me try. <laughs> <laughs> me sitting down writing a script for the Muppets. Um, yeah. I think I have it figured out though, because. I think I figured out the formula. This is one of the last projects that feels authentically Muppet to me because in order for a Muppet production to work, the ratio of Muppets to humans has to be much more Muppets than humans because the Muppets do not need humans to make their humor work. Right. I, okay. I like that scene. <laughs> I see. I agree with that. I, I did like the 2011 movie because I thought Jason mm-hmm. Segel was like a good lead in that movie. Mm-hmm. But the, the main characters should never be humans in a Muppet movie. I agree, but I thought the first, like the one again from 2011, was good because it focused on Walter, who I loved. I loved that new character. Um, but 2014 was just, and I know the cameos are like, 2014, like that. And I know cameos are like a big thing in the Muppets, but yeah, but like that one not was like, like Ty Burrell. Why yeah, is Ty Burrell always involved in the Muppets? Who cares about Ty Burrell? And the thing is, like, in Tina, I love Tina Fey, but like her entire like shtick in that movie was like so stupid. Like it died like in the first scene. Um, yeah, I didn't She's like just the... like a Russian prison guard. Well, yeah, but like she, Kermit like spends like the majority of the movie like kind of near her, and it's just not funny, and it keeps like cutting to like back to gags with her, her. like well like because she's the prison guard, right? So like like like, and even like after like he escapes prison, like it cuts back to her a few times, if I'm not mistaken, like just doing stupid gags. I have seen it once, and I don't remember anything about it to be honest. All I'm saying is like they focus too much on like. Disney Channel star cameos and like Tina Fey cameos and it's just like mm-hmm. no people pay to see the Muppets like yeah I I really I feel like that movie, the Muppets 
I feel like that movie single-handedly like killed the Muppets. Like for yeah, a few probably. Years. Like, Honestly, like, like not for a few years, buddy. It's been five years. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, and also the ABC show, which oh, I've uh, never even attempted that. I I don't know how many episodes it lasted. Um, I think I've seen like four or five, and I just like mm-hmm. tapped out. I was like, I can't do it. Yeah, um, it's just it doesn't work. Like, I'm sorry. It's I don't know. It's it's just not a good show. And yeah, everybody whatever, follow fine. Frank Oz on Twitter instead of supporting the ABC Disney Corporation. Yeah, and when we plug everything at the end of this episode, don't follow us. Follow yeah, Frank only Oz. follow Frank Oz. <laughs> really. Um, yeah. So, oh, why I brought up Emma Otter? Um, I wanted to say I was concerned about it also um, because I hope that Paul Williams is involved in it. Because he has written the music. Like, he's literally, like, an honorary Muppet. Like, in my favorite episode of The Muppet Show, I think it's literally, like, one of the first few episodes in season one. That's, like, on the DVD. I'm not sure if it was the first episode. But um, they literally make, like, an honorary Muppet of him because he's, like, so small. And, like, I love him so much. But he's (laughs) written the music for, um, like, so many different Muppet projects. And, like, also, like... Bugsy Malone and like Ishtar and like he's literally just a perfect person. <laughs> yeah, he did smoking um, the bandit. Like it's, it's yeah, really impressive. Like his entire yeah, yeah. But his music for Emma Otter is like so beautiful and so um, just like iconic that I really hope that he's involved again. And I feel like that's where like they're missing out a lot. Like he's literally written Rainbow Connection and like Disney is just like not involving him in anything anymore and i hope that like at least the henson company will like ask him back because he's still like good like he literally was in like baby driver like he's fine he's working like <laughs> he was who was he in baby yeah driver? he had a cameo in baby driver when they go into the um place to like get all the guns like he was like the little guy oh oh right right okay um yeah i um I'm interested, like, uh, so wait, do they, is Disney just, like, they only have the Muppets, right? Like, they don't have anything else with the, um, uh, what do you call it? Henson Company, they just have Muppets. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, so, because I guess, yeah, because, uh, isn't Sesame Street on, um, HBO? Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, it was, Kermit was able, Kermit was on the Sesame Street 50th anniversary for literally 10 seconds, um, and he sang with Elvis Costello, and I almost cried because I was like, Disney's allowing this to happen. Like, that's so bleak. I hate 2019 so much. I, um, <laughs> I, yeah, because I was like, I'm watching, I'm binging The Sopranos right now. A very on brand mm-hmm. Muppet episode, right? Um, but I was opening, I opened HBO earlier today to watch the new episode, or like an episode, and mm-hmm. I scroll past the kids section, and it's so bizarre, like opening HBO and seeing like an entire Sesame Street section. Yeah. Like, because it's not just Sesame Street, but they have like, I think, sideshows too or something. Like, it's like they have like yeah. other, they have a whole bunch of Sesame Street content. And honestly, mm-hmm. The first thing you think of when it's HBO acquiring Sesame Street, it's like, oh, that's kind of weird. Like, why? Because it's behind a paywall for the first time ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But then you think about it and you're like, well, shit, they're actually doing like a better job at like sustaining what Sesame Street is and the values and the like heart of it than Disney is. Yeah. The 
Yeah, so basically. Also, like, did you hear they're making a Sesame Street movie and Bo Burnham is doing music for it? I, isn't Anne Hathaway in it, too? I have no idea, but I just know that if I don't work on it, I'm going to go feral. No, I, because I was reading up <laughs> on it, and, I mean, did you read, like, the synopsis of it? I don't even think so. <laughs> I just know well, I just, that they're making a Sesame Street movie. Well, okay, I'm a, I love Sesame Street, but, like, I think that, um, a Bur- Bo Burnham's in it. Like, as a star, apparently. Oh, he's also, um, like, writing music. What's, um... I think the synopsis that I heard was the, like... It's gonna be, like, Christopher Robin-esque. Like, she... Mm. Like, she grew up on Sesame Street as a kid, and then she's, like, kind of, like, lost in life, and then she comes back, and, like, her... Like, I guess it, like, just changes her, like, perception of stuff. I'm gonna literally jump off the roof. I love that. Yeah, I know. I've, I mean, I think that's correct, but, like, I... It sounds beautiful, and I I'm gonna cry like a billion times during that movie if that's true. Cause yeah, I still have so much Sesame Street nostalgia. Yeah, when you when you eventually come to New York, I'll take you to the Jim Henson exhibit in Queens, Adam. Please do. I would. I'm gonna like I'll cry before <laughs> I like even fully get there. Literally. Um, so we should come... maybe talk about this movie. Wait, well, what I was were you gonna, gonna say when I eventually come to Florida? When you eventually come to Florida, like in a month, I'll take you to Tampa, and then we can go to Tampa Bay uh, Bush Gardens, and we can go to the Sesame oh, Street. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, no, uh, the yeah. at Sea World they randomly have like a really good Sesame oh, Street section. Yeah, but you know, fuck Sea World. Yeah, they yeah. Anyway, yeah. we should maybe talk about the movie on uh, at hand. Um, yeah, Muppet um, Christmas Carol. Directed by the director of Happy Time Murders, Brian Henson. I was just looking at that, and that makes... Did you see or end up seeing that? Or did you protest no. it? No, yeah. I didn't even protest it. I just pretended it didn't exist. Which is yeah. depressing, but uh, yeah. It's um, it's bad, obviously. Wait, he's... <laughs> oh, oh, never mind. I thought he directed the star, that 2017 Christmas movie. No, he produced uh, it. Yeah, I, was, I just saw that, but I was like... I almost had a heart attack for a second. Mm. But I guess that's also bad that he produced it. It's like, why? But yeah. Um, so Muppet Christmas Carol. Um, <laughs> do you want to talk about? <laughs> do you want to talk about your like nostalgia with this movie or your thoughts and um, memories? I remember this was like a VHS tape that like we had at school that we would play, um, and then like on like ABC Family or whatever I would watch it. Um, right. I just feel like I've seen it many times and I feel like I have more memories of the music than the movie. I might've had like a cassette tape of it. Um, and like the music from this is obviously like perfect cause like Paul Williams, but yeah, yeah, definitely more music memories than movie memories of this one. Um, I think it's like a little bit of both with me. Like I don't have any, um like specific memories of like the first time I ever watched it or anything mm-hmm. um I don't even think I ever owned it I just remember I mean like you said uh like the whole ABC family thing I think this movie kind of like lived on ABC family like that's how mm-hmm. like so many people saw it um I yeah that's how I think I've only ever seen it other than like last week um that was the only time I reviewed this movie with the format of it being broken into commercials like every few minutes um I used to love this movie when I was a kid. Um, I haven't watched it except for last week. Uh, before that, I haven't seen like in 10 years. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of curious how it would hold up. Um, and I, did it. 
I think it did. I I mean, I enjoy most Muppet content, so I'm not not like I'm a big grouch. I'm not hard to please. You a know? big grouch. But, oh, <laughs> the deep cut for those Muppet heads out there. Are a huge. deep cut, literally one of the most famous I know. of all time. <laughs> deep cut. I only this. only real a deep friend. cut. <laughs> only real. Fans what about a uh, Bean Bunny? Y'all, that's a deep cut. <laughs> Uh, I, I, <laughs> um, yeah. I Who's your favorite up. Muppet? Um, I, I mean, my real answer is Kermit, but I feel like that's easy. So I'll go, um, uh, I, I'm kind of a sucker for Gonzo. Yeah. Um, I also really like Stellar and Waldorf just cause I, they really? always, really. yeah. I never liked them. Oh, hot take. They're annoying to me, but they are pretty funny. Yeah, I mean that. I mean, yeah, that's that's the. Point. I mean, I think that's the way that everyone feels about them. But... Yeah, I mean, I just enjoy this. <laughs> that's the point. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, the point of Stallard and Waldorf. Okay, I know I just like tweeted this, but people who love like Beaker and Animal and the Swedish chef like that's like local culture like get a life I okay well <laughs> go off I guess I I like I do like the Swedish chef because he <clears throat> he's just not making any fucking sense ever and he's just cooking food and Honestly, you know what same, same. yes yeah, <laughs> no but like <laughs> he's just feral um, but like uh, like a super cut of a Roman no, holiday Cut with him, like cooking food and going to Carol in the kitchen. <laughs> Nicki Minaj's Roman Um <laughs> I like Cash and Hair to my No, I know I was bitch. making I was making a different joke. I know what I know the difference. Um I've been anyway. Um no, but I mean like people who think that like Beaker, Animal, and the Swedish Chef are like peak Muppet humor. Like, right? Have you ever listened to any of them speak? <laughs> like, they're all the pinnacle of humor. <laughs> like, do you have a favorite? They're Muppet? the funniest. Um, honestly, in terms of like cuteness, I like Scooter and Robin. Robin always makes me just cry. Um. Who are some more favorites? If we're going like Sesame Street, Slimy the Worm is my favorite. I love um, and also Snuffleupagus. Yeah. Um. Yeah, there's definitely more, but off the top of my head, I think Scooter, just because he's like so sweet and just like an asshole. Um, <laughs> at the same time, um, I love anytime there's like a big like scrappy dog. Um, I. Like the snowman too. I think he's weird. I like. Oh, you know what's great? Muppet fruits and vegetables, which there was a lot of in this movie. Yo, why do I look like Scooter Muppet Baby? <laughs> <laughs> I despise you. <laughs> Have you ever seen um, Tiny Puppets? Um. I feel like you, like, shown it. <laughs> I've probably sent it to you. 
I'm homie like oh yeah this bullshit right yeah (laughs) bullshit okay everybody I mean even if you like it you can admit that it's bullshit like (laughs) no it's literally peak comedy like I think it might be funnier than the Muppets let's be honest um (laughs) anybody that's listening right now please look up tiny Muppets on YouTube so I have an original animation cell of Muppet babies of baby Fozzie um and I got it as a gift from a friend of the pod, Sean, last Christmas. And he also surprised me with a matching animation cell from Tiny Fuppets, who <laughs> I and I have them displayed next to each other on my wall, um, <clears throat> just like a knockoff Muppet Baby animation cell. And uh, I didn't realize until recently how important this would be in my life because um, Tiny Fuppets was created by a potential friend of the pod scott gardner host of podcast the ride that's right that's how you brought it up last time we're rocking last <laughs> we it was going off about podcast the ride and then, <clears throat> came up, and then i looked at it and my life was altered forever you looked um, at what puppets because oh, i think yeah. you brought it up when we were facetiming one time and i was just You're like probably I was like, oh, let me check that out. And I have not known peace. So. Everything. I have not known peace. As uh, the listeners can probably find out, every single one of my interests is just like attached by like a string on a wall. And I'm just like Charlie from that episode of Always Sunny, just like constantly pointing at the wall and screaming. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm currently looking at pictures of baby Fozzie and I want to cry. <laughs> Have you seen the new Muppet Baby show? I was just going to ask you. I've seen the trailer for it because I was curious. It is so cute. I've never actually watched a whole episode, just clips of it. But it is the cutest thing of all time. And the new toys for them are so cute. The new plushes. Every time I go to the mall, I just walk into the Disney store and I hold them. (laughs) Yeah, I'm looking at the animations right now and it's really adorable. I've, um, I've never actually seen it, but it looks adorable and I'm glad it exists. Yeah. And every time I go into Target, like, they have more toys of them, which is extremely exciting to is me, it still personally. Yeah, it's really, okay. really successful. Okay. Good. Um, I'm yeah, I'm happy that they have that, really. Um, and also, like, during the show, they have, like, live-action segments where they're, like, puppets. Like, the babies are puppets. Aw. Like I'm looking at that now, actually. I'm, like... I'm, like, smiling so hard right now. I love this. Because I'm seeing a picture of, like... So um, cute. And also, Jenny Slate is in it, and she's so excited to be in it. Is she, like, a human, or is she, like, one of the... No, she plays... Who does she play? I don't remember if she plays Nanny, or if she plays the new character who's, like, a penguin. Yeah, Nanny. Yeah. I'm looking at it right now. I just remember her being, like, I'm a big Muppet fan, and I'm very happy to be here. Has Deep... Bradley Baker been the animal for a long time, or is this just for the show? Oh, I don't know who plays animal. A lot of the new people, I just I have no idea. Okay, well, yeah. cool. Um, they actually fired um, recently. I don't know if anyone knows this, um, but me, who cares very deeply about this for no reason. Um, so Jim Henson's replacement after he passed away was Steve Whitmire. Um, and uh, he was recently fired um, for, like, smoking weed and not wanting to deal with Disney. <laughs> Same. 
(laughs) (laughs) And no, but it was like really like devastating because the new Kermit literally just sounds like somebody like doing a Kermit impression and it's like really gross. But Uh, I mean, okay. I mean, wait, who is the, like when you say new Kermit, like what has he done? Um, like TV appearances and stuff. Oh, okay. Like, so like it's been it's been Facebook Steve Whitmire up until like two years ago. Okay, yeah, because I was gonna say if it was, because I thought yeah Steve Whitmire did a really good job like in the last few movies. Yeah. Um, this I, was his first performance as Kermit, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so he's oh, been at it for a while. Yeah. Uh, about a Christmas Carol. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah, because he he really was good. Um, and then. Uh, so who does the voice? I haven't honestly like paid attention to the Google or the Facebook ad, so I wouldn't know. Mm-hmm. But, um, but I okay. You know what? Muppet Christmas Carol. Let's go back to it. Um, yeah, fuck it. Muppet Christmas Carol, <laughs> <laughs> where all of all of the original boys are. Also, um, Richard Hunt too. Um, it bears mentioning of Richard Hunt. Um, so this movie is dedicated in memory of Jim Henson and Richard Hunt. Um, Richard Hunt, I'm not sure if he performed in this movie because he passed away like uh, the January before this movie came out and this movie came out in December. Um, He is the original performer of Gonzo, Scooter, Janice, Sweetums, just like a bunch of like original. He passed away from AIDS in the beginning of 1992. Um, So I believe this was one of his last projects as well if he was performing in it. That's really sad, but also, yeah. it's good that he, like, still got to do this. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, he passed away, like, very close to Jim Henson. That's, yeah. When did Jim Henson die? Uh, like, 89? I think so. Okay. <sighs> yeah, sorry, I'm just openly on it right now. It's so late. It's not that um. late. <laughs> Um, I'm just staring at my Jim Henson pop figure right now, just being like, "God damn." My own, I deleted my notes for this for some reason. So my, so my only, my, my only, the only note that I remember is just like something that I've thought my entire life movie, and it's that like how much I love that Michael Caine completely like treats this as if it, he like he doesn't even know he's in a Muppet movie he mm-hmm. just completely like acts like it, if it's like a BBC production of Christmas well that's Carol. that's the thing literally like that's what makes like celebrity cameos in Muppet stuff work like you're not supposed to be an idiot like you're supposed to just like do your own like bit like take it seriously like I don't know if you I don't know how familiar you are with the original Muppet movie but like all the insane cameos, like literally Orson Welles, like just me? playing like a me. Yeah, you. Um, if you guys <laughs> don't know, Adam looks exactly like young Orson Welles. <laughs> and I fully I, expect him to look like old Orson Welles in a few years. I don't. I don't agree with this, but Kieran. <laughs> what? Hello. Hello. Adam. 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 Hello.
Hello. Hello. Hello. Oh, hi. Oh, it cut out. I don't know what happened. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it cut out for a few. Um, yeah, so Adam looks like Orson Welles. <laughs> um, yeah. But anyway, I... so yeah, when celebrities are in Muppet movies, if they take it as seriously as possible, it becomes funny, um, which is something that they don't do now. <laughs> See, I, and again, I, I've seen a lot of Muppet movies, and I, I know the gag, but I'm just saying Michael Caine's like on a different level in this movie. No, I know. He goes all in. He true. He gives like <clears throat> a, a truly like thespian artist performance in this movie. <laughs> like it's yeah. it, it's a very committed performance. Um, I would not be surprised if they just gave him a lot of cocaine and just told him. <laughs> just go mad. off. Yeah, just go off. <laughs> go off can yeah. oh you've um, seen a uh, christmas carol right okay go off <laughs> um uh, yeah he saw the one of the original movies he's like yeah you know what let me try <laughs> let me try <laughs> so i mean it's there's no point in really trying to go through the narrative of this movie because yeah because like, everyone knows it like, yeah it's just it's a christmas carol but like with muppets um the only i feel like the story of christmas carol though is like way too familiar so like when you're at like the christmas future scene it's like come on just get it over with (laughs) like we all know what's gonna happen i agree but it makes it sadder when tiny tim is like oh yeah especially because it's like robin like if it was a real kid i'd be like okay can this movie end but because it's robin the frog i i legitimately my heart is breaking no literally like that's completely it like it's like any other movie, it's like, okay, yeah, fuck this kid. Let's get over like, but, <laughs> Fuck them kids. <laughs> but but like, Robin. they're frogs and pigs in this, so you have to care. It's literally Robin. Yeah. I have know, you ever seen it? Robin singing halfway down the stairs? No, but I'm going to, like, I'm adding that right. to my watch if later. You, like, if you're ready now. to cry, if you're ready to cry, just Robin singing halfway down the stairs. That's my secret cat. <clears throat> Always ready to cry. Um, All right. <laughs> no so, more refer- referencing Disney b- properties in this episode, Adam. Yes, ma'am. Um, so, <laughs> um, so one like, of the notes that I have is, I hate the ghost of Christmas Past. Gross. <laughs> is that the lady? The like, like the little British baby? Yeah. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. It was so I, gross and ugly. Um, uh, it's, it's interesting genuinely- how they make. Like, the ghosts, especially, like, Marley and Marley, like, they use some kind of, like, weird, like, rare projection thing um, to make them look, like, transparent, which is interesting, but the design of the Christmas past ghost is so gross. Like, she has, like, the bad faces of the Dark Crystal um, puppets, but then it's just kind of, like, floating in fabric. I think that's such gross design. <laughs> it really is. Like, I... It's disgusting, and... um I just hate, like, little British creepy voices, too. Yeah, it's just, all together, it's, like, off-putting. Um, yeah. The Ghost of Christmas Future, though, like, incredible. Like That the, terrified me. Yeah, but it is stunning work. Like, the puppetry yeah. of it, or, like, um, yeah. just 
like the whole operational aspect of it, it's beautifully done, and I I love it. Um, the Ghost of Christmas Present too. I think that's an adorable puppet design. Like he's one of my favorite designs of a puppet. He just he, looks so like soft. Yeah, and he looks like if Sweetums like got a haircut. See, that's why it makes zero sense to me that um, uh, what passed. Like I I don't understand yeah. like why she looks so gross and mm-hmm. the other two look amazing. Like it's really it's off-putting and it's distracting, but it's, yeah, it only I think like, it would have been good if she was like a recognizable Muppet. Um, and then like he like present looks kind of recognizable. And then the third one is just so like off-putting and yeah. like terrifying. Um, but like still like something new, like that would have been cool. But instead we got a little British ghost. <laughs> if you could have put one of the, like the original Muppets as past, who would you have put? Um, Hmm. I feel like it has to be someone like friendly because I was gonna be like the janitor Beauregard because <laughs> he's just like ominous. <laughs> but I feel right. like it would have to be someone friendly. So I don't um, really know. Because uh, uh, I feel like they're all just kind of like around in the town, and I right. kind of like that they're just hanging around in the town. Um, um, is Janice in the movie? I can't remember. No, she's not. She would be a terrible ghost of Christmas past. I, you know what? I'll just say it. There's not a lot of female representation. Fuck it, Fuck it. Janice. Female representation. <laughs> <laughs> women have minds. Cheers to Ronan and Little Women. Women have minds. <laughs> That's how we feel about Janice. Before you post this on Thursday, can you make like a deep fried meme of like, fuck it, Janice. Ghost <laughs> 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 of Christmas. <laughs> wait i feel like janice has to be in this movie because remember when animals playing the drums at the christmas party um yeah i mean Animal, I, like that's definitely dr teeth and the electric mayhem like i can't see i i don't i can't see <laughs> i don't know i'm looking at it right now and i can't i just like google like janice muppet christmas carol and i nothing came up so damn women have minds <laughs> go off <laughs> women they have minds <laughs> cheers to Ronan. i haven't even seen little women yet <laughs> i cannot wait but uh i'm sure this is yeah this is ruined it for me already so it's fine yeah. um <laughs> every time i see that trailer i'm just gonna think of janice from muppets now um, little women, janice, janice from muppets movie. yeah and it's just Janice from Muppets. Yeah. Like, the same exact movie, but it's of Star Why wasn't there a Muppet Little Women? <laughs> um, wait, cast it real quick. It would be like, the, I mean, are there even four female Muppets that you can cast? Yeah. I mean, who? <laughs> Janice. Janice, Miss Piggy, and who? And, like, the um... chickens. Yeah, the chi- the chickens, all all of the sisters. I don't know anything about Little Women. I'm an idiot. I've never. Read I it. want Little Women. Each and... of the women are a Muppet, are a Muppet chicken. But all the men are like actual humans. Like yeah. I want the same well, like, trailer. It's like Timothy Chalamet talking to like a chicken. Well, no, that's like um, <laughs> that would be funny. Um, in the in the intro of uh, the Muppet Show, there's like a kick line, and all the girl pigs, and then there's like the hefty boy pigs in the tuxedos. 
damn. They said, uh, I don't even I'm know. I'm literally was... staring at a Muppet movie poster right now. I hate myself. It's just like, it's, it's massive just on the wall across from me as I'm recording. Um, so, moral of the story is we need more female representation in the Muppets. <laughs> no, don't tell Disney that because then they'll be like, yes, girls. <laughs> and they'll make like a really bad, like, and there's going to be a BuzzFeed article about it. Uh, Janice from the Muppets is a new feminist icon, and you can't... I mean, believe- she has been for a while. Let's be honest here. Yeah. Just closing um, her eyes and... Am I a misogynist that I don't care about female representation in Muppet culture? Well, I mean, you know, that's that's you. Just um, don't change anything. <laughs> be fine. I feel are like you very represented by Gonzo. What? Like, are you afraid of change in the Muppets? Like, you don't want anything to alter too much? Um, I mean, I'm afraid of change in general, baby. <laughs> yeah. So that's it for this episode of the Zillow. <laughs> <laughs> I can't deal with this. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Just like edit out the rest of the pod and like make that like a five second pod and upload it. Women, they have minds. <laughs> That's how I feel about female representation in the future of Muppets. You know, no, you you know what I think about female representation in Muppets? What? I think that they should accomplish that by making me a Muppet operator. <laughs> It's more important for women to be behind the camera. Bob Iger, it's your move, buddy. Yeah, Bob Iger, checkmate, bitch. <laughs> Pay my loan. Um, Michael Eisner, if you're listening. <laughs> Michael Eisner. <laughs> Wait, I have nothing to I say have about idea. Michael Eisner, he low-key fell off. Yeah, he literally did. Yeah, when he um, was in the Imagineering Story episode three, um, mm-hmm. I like screamed at my TV. Because he goes, hello. I'm Michael Eisner. <laughs> um, my favorite moment of that was when he was trying desperately to bring Disneyland to Paris and nobody wanted it in Paris. Um, and he was like introducing it on a stage and nobody wanted him to be there. And they were literally like, Mickey, go home. And they were throwing eggs at him. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what I texted you about when I got to that. I'm like, I loved Michael Eisner getting egged on stage. <laughs> but like, it wasn't just Michael Eisner. Like, they were egging like Mickey and then like Grumpy the dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> and soon they like walk off stage with their heads down and like Mickey like literally. Out. <laughs> but Michael Eisner just continued, and he just wanted to keep giving the speech. <laughs> oh. Wait, was Michael Eisner in charge when this movie came out? Uh, I don't think so, no. Because he... When did he come in? Like, <clears throat> I don't know. Hold on, he was look. at some point until 2004. Right. Um, I mean, 2008, maybe, I think, actually. I googled how long was he at Disney, and it said he is 77 years old. I'm like, okay, thank you. Are um, you kidding? He's not 77. He literally is. He was born in he 1942. Looks- not gonna lie, he do be looking kind of good, though. He do be looking kind of, on everything I love, he do be looking kind of fresh, though. 
Um, <laughs> uh, he was he got appointed in 1984. Oh wow! Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah, he's kind of re- he's responsible for Muppet Vision coming to the parks then. Wasn't Thank that... you, Michael Eisner. Yeah, yeah. I was watching like a was it Imagineering story or was it something else? I don't know. I was watching <laughs> some kind of thing about uh, the Muppets and Disney, like in the probably merger. defunct land. That was it, I think. Yeah. There was yeah. a really good episode about their uh, the purchase of it. That's actually really really sad because uh, Jim Henson didn't want it to happen low key, and he uh, knew he wasn't gonna make it that long. Anyway. Well, on that note. <laughs> on um, that note. Um, <clears throat> what else can I mean, be sad about Muppet Christmas Carol? <laughs> I like how this episode's not even remotely about Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh, can we but... talk? Okay. Something about Muppet Christmas Carol. Here we go. Um, so the casting in this movie, it always fascinates me. The casting in Muppet movies, but specifically this, because you're not casting the actor as the character because that's already like the character comes with an actor um you're casting the character as a different character which is fascinating to me yeah um i agree (laughs) on that note (laughs) no i mean it's that i agree but isn't that like the entire muppet thing like no yeah i know it just fascinates me i'm not like trying to make a smart point here i'm just no i know i was just like yeah i agree i love it because like i'm looking at the wikipedia page right now and it says like starring kermit the frog yeah yeah like i love that like in the opening titles it's like kermit the frog is like first yeah and then like the last build is michael kane (laughs) and michael no or like featuring michael kane (laughs) yeah screwed yeah um yeah yeah I just think it's really funny, and I love that they don't, like, part of me kind of, like, loves that, like, people don't really know who, like, the operators are of, like, the Muppets and puppets. Like, I follow a few Sesame Street operators on, uh, or performers, I don't I hate using operators, it's so, like, robotic and gross. Um, like, I follow a few Sesame Street performers on Instagram just because, like, they post, like, really, really cool stuff. Um, and it's interesting to see, like, a face to the people (laughs) because right um yeah i went to a concert a few weeks ago that was like sesame street songs being performed by um like the actual sesame street performers and before it started me and friend of the pod sean were like how the hell are they gonna because there were a lot of kids in the audience and like i've seen kermit the frog perform live and they like made a huge deal out of like concealing the performer like, they literally, like, built, because it was, like, on Jimmy Fallon, and they, they built a chair, like, especially for the performer to fit underneath it. Um, and it's, like, a big thing with, like, Muppets, like, Muppets, not Sesame Street, that you're not supposed to show them, like, limp. Like, you're not supposed to show them, like, lying down or, like, not moving at any time. Mm-hmm. Um, just because it, like, is like traumatic to see them like dead um but yeah they like basically like huddled all around the chair and then they like all stepped back and kermit was just like sitting on the chair like nodding his head to like the makeup people and we were all like holy fuck um so like they made a big point of that and i was just kind of like how are they gonna like do this concert with like the sesame street 
performers like how are they going to hide them and like they didn't and it was really really interesting to see like the work and effort that went into them and also just like see their faces and identities and at the end of the concert they like spoke to the crowd like as themselves and I'm like that's really interesting because a lot of times like names were never given to or like shown for these people Right. I don't know. Am I making sense? I don't know. No, totally. I mean, that's it's beautiful. Like that. I mean, especially with Disney, like not doing anything for them. Like it's kind of beautiful. Yeah. Like that they're. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I Watch agree Muppet with that. Guys talking. <laughs> yeah, I get. Yeah. Like it's just it's nice. It's nice. Yeah. Um, I wish I could see it. I I, I would like to go to that uh, entire. I thing. would like to see it. I would. Like- <laughs> <laughs> I would like to see it. Um, can we talk about like I only have one more thing to talk about with this movie yeah please after an hour two things we talked about during the movie Um, can we talk about the music in the movie because that's my favorite part of it Um, what's your favorite song from it Um, would you believe me if I said I don't know Um, no because you watched it last week yeah I already honestly forgot the soundtrack <laughs> um i apologize um it's okay i have I obviously i won't hold it against you well here's a good thing i uh, had it in my notes but like a dumbass i deleted it yeah like so. the dumbass that you are yeah exactly i'm just staying um, on brand for the our valued listeners um, yeah but please tell me about how much you love the like music so my favorite song I always used to love, um, like, One More Sleep Till Christmas, um, like, a lot. It's so cute, like, when Kermit is, like, ice skating and stuff, and, like, oh yeah. honestly, when they're, like, leaving the office and everyone's, like, going feral, and Kermit's, like, a union leader from the office. <laughs> honestly, this, this, uh, this town needs Bernie Sanders in, in their list. <laughs> but, um, <clears throat> yeah, so... I love that song, um, but when I went to the event last year that I said that I would talk about further, um, it was actually a talk by Paul Williams um, where he was talking about all of his collaborations with the Muppets, which was like the best experience of my whole life. Um, it was just him like talking for like two hours, and he cried like every fifteen minutes. Um, mm-hmm. And he talked about because everyone just kind of expected him to talk about like Emma daughter because it was like celebrating an anniversary of Emma daughter. So Paul Williams was like struggling to write the music for um, the Muppet Christmas Carol. And he couldn't really see where it like meshed, like the the intersection between like music and Christmas Carol and like the Muppets and stuff. Um, And he had recently um, become sober, like at the time of the production of this Um, And he said that he just, like, kind of had an epiphany one day, like, um, that, like, he, like, extremely connected to Scrooge. And, like, he basically took his experience of, like, getting sober and, like, wrote the song Thankful Heart based on his sobriety. Um, And just saw it as, like, coming awake or, like, back alive and, like, Scrooge's, like, epiphany at the end. And he wrote it about, like, how, like, grateful he was for, like all the people around him and then he was like okay and he was just like crying all the time and it was it was very very moving 
and I think that's now my favorite Christmas song like ever (laughs) just like hearing him talk about it I was like oh my god like I love him so much that's so beautiful honestly yeah I don't know that just that they had that like I mean like he has that like as a or he had it, you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's yeah. beautiful that like it meant so much to him. Mm-hmm. Um, it yeah, seemed like honestly... a lot of the like work that he did for the Muppets did that. Yeah. Because at one point, like he kind of like because like I didn't even know like I thought it was literally just like him there. Mm-hmm. Um, and at one point he literally just like got up and like looked at the audience and I was and he was like raise your hand if you've ever worked with like. Jim Henson or like had his family like affect your family literally like all his kids were there like original Sesame Street performance were there like I didn't even realize because it was just like in like a theater like it was like a really small theater too and he like was just like talking to his kids who were like like Jim Henson's kids that were like in the front row and they were talking about how like even when they were kids like on set like it was just like a very like family environment and um like, he would, like, use his kids to do, like, crowd shots. Like, his kids would just play, like, tiny characters in the back or something. Like, it was just, it was nice. Yeah, I I really love that. And, like, I, it just kind of goes back to, like, the whole thing about, like, I don't know. It, it's more than just, like, puppets and stuff, you know? Yeah. It's a real, like, family aspect that has been lost. <laughs> Not to end it on a depressing note, but that's what we've essentially been getting at with this episode. <laughs> Yeah, but, I mean, it's just beautiful that, like, it means so much to so many people. And, like, not even just, like, fans, but, like, it genuinely, like, changed people's lives for, like, the better. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's it really is, like, a beautiful thing. And, I mean, yeah, it's, like, owned by a corporate monopoly right now. But, like, I don't know. Like, I still feel like it can't – it doesn't also take away, like, the beauty that it did have. I mean, it mm-hmm. still does have – like, it has, like, a cultural influence. Like, Yeah, and, we have what it, we have. I mean, it's, like, I think it's one of those things where, like, it exceeds brand or even, like, what they're doing – um like currently with them like there's mm-hmm. so many people around like for example like superheroes like so many people have batman like merch but like they haven't mm-hmm. seen the last like 20 batman movies or whatever like i i think there's things like this that like exceed the product that's currently <laughs> being produced in this day and age mm-hmm. um and i think muppets they exceed the disney era because there's just more to them than that like the characters that people grew up with or how they remember them, not necessarily, like, what's yeah. being done now, which... I mean, that's why change, I said in the beginning, you know? like, I don't... Almost, like, I don't really care if they do any more Muppet stuff. Like, obviously, I'll go out and, like, support whatever they do and, like, definitely, like, try it out. And, like, yes, they've left... They've let me down many times in recent history, but I'm also just, like, I'm so content with what we have. Yeah, and it's also kind of, like... <laughs> I, while I wish, like, that the Muppets were, like, just that consistent good in the world, that, like, I was mm-hmm. always getting good material, it's also just, like, we've had so much that it's, like, what else can you do? And I, I know you can do other stuff, but it's also at the mm-hmm. same time, you've already done so much with it that yeah. I, I don't want to say they peaked, but, like, I don't know if there's a higher ceiling for them to go to. Yeah. Which is fine. Like, if you could just keep doing good quality content, that's fine. But, like, it's, yeah. like, I, I feel like... Again, not that they peaked, but I feel like it's they've reached pretty high, you know, parts of it. Yeah, I mean, like, there's no going back. Like, this is, like, so depressing to end it on. There's no go. like, there's no, like, getting, like, Jim Henson back. And right. Frank Oz is done. <laughs> He's done. 
Which is but, so sad, but yeah. I, I'm happy for him. Like, it's depressing in terms of content, but he seems to be... He seems to be content. He, he seems to be upset, which is upsetting, but right. I don't know. Like, he got to be Yoda again. Um, he's, like, best buds with Ryan Johnson. He produced a really, really good um, magic show that I saw a few years ago that they're now making into a movie, and he accidentally leaked that they were making a movie on his Twitter, and the guy who, like, created the magic show was, like, haha, you weren't supposed to tweet that, and then Frank just, like, disappeared from Twitter, and then, like, a week later, he was, like, yeah, I wasn't supposed to tweet that. <laughs> Uh, we love Frank <coughs> in front of the pod Frank Oz my dream honestly if we my... get, we there's only can we'll peak if we ever get him as a guest I don't want him as a guest we he deserves better um I my dream in life is to make anything anything that he can see and he can say hey good job <laughs> And, like, he's, maybe, like, shake my hand or give me a hug. <laughs> he's just one of those guys, like, where you, um, you just want his approval. Like, you want him to, like, He's the only on man you. that I want validation from. Honestly, same. Like, literally. Um, Ryan Johnson, if you're listening, please hook it up. I know you guys are best friends. I know you're probably busy, Ryan Johnson. <laughs> but uh, if I, you're listening... I miss Ryan. I I want him back. In Guess Star we Wars, just got a movie from him. I'm oh. I'm saying in Star Wars. My, I should have been more clear with that. Um, I want him <laughs> like <laughs> two weeks ago. <laughs> no, I just like I want Oz was in it. <laughs> I want him back in Star Wars. Um, because I have yeah, not. I'm, uh, good I feel like it's it's Jedi. not real, but uh, I've not heard great things. <laughs> about the treatment of uh the last jedi in the new movie which is upsetting and i'm in the middle of the last jedi right now and uh, it's literally the best i think um this episode's gonna drop the night the thursday that um rise of skywalker comes out so yeah probably by the time a lot of you are listening to this episode i <clears throat> am either watching or will be watching or have mm-hmm. seen whatever rise of skywalker and um you know if you see me melting down on twitter um just you know, let me be. Don't, don't, uh, don't pay me any attention. Just... I wonder if Ryan Johnson's gonna say anything about the movie. Ryan Johnson has literally been so nice to J.J. Abrams and Disney, and has I know, just like, like, okay, J.J. Abrams on episode two, Cloverfield, we called him hot, and now he says this. <laughs> this is what I've been trying to say. He's a smug little bitch, and you know what? The millennial canon, we, we rescind our. Uh, support of JJ actually Abrams. it's just you Kira because remember this I was on the opposite side of this <laughs> I, I I like some but JJ Abrams our movies. listeners voted and he is hot not, well not. you know what all of you are wrong um <laughs> you you guys are all wrong and I and we I'm all rescind it now we all rescind it now because friendship ended with JJ Abrams now Ryan Johnson is my is my best friend <laughs> um yeah, this is the... I've been right so many times on the Zillino Canon so far, like with this and with Cat in the Hat. So I'm just... I'm hoping that people understand to listen to me from now on. What have you gotten right about the Cat in the Hat? That's a good movie. 
end on that note. Wait, did it? No, I'm just pretending that. Oh, my mic I really broke thought so I that you would just keep talking. <laughs> I was really. I'm gonna do that from now on. Whenever you say something stupid, because my headphones are so bad, like my microphone's so bad that I'm just gonna pretend that it cut out. That's um, that's just my life, baby. I'm always saying stupid shit, so right. doing that bit a lot. Well, um, another uh, episode where we uh, give money to Disney Plus and then proceed to rip apart Disney. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. We watch all this Disney material, just talk shit about Disney, but we watch on Disney Plus, which we we literally need to do an episode that's not Disney ones, please. Yeah, so um, come back next week <laughs> for um, a very Mickey Christmas. Um, oh my god <laughs> uh, mickey's once upon a christmas you mean yeah Adam, you're getting it wrong what, you'll never get what? hired by disney oh no what actually that uh, <laughs> i forgot they do own the x-men now and i want to make an x-men movie so that that's sad oh, wow but, you know whatever. oh i thought you made a uh, dark phoenix so no let's not i don't <laughs> i don't like it I thought I you made uh, that one that keeps getting pushed back. Uh, uh, New Mutants. Yeah, that was supposed to come out like literally years ago. Yeah, it's gonna. I remember watching the trailer for that when I saw Thor Ragnarok and like. The poster ridiculous. of that has been up in my. I was gonna say my local Island 16. Nobody knows what that is. <laughs> my, my local one of <laughs> my local specific title of the movie theater. Um, in a local movie theater for legitimately like three years like I remember even when I saw like Black Panther I looked at it and I said this has been here for a while (laughs) (laughs) I um I am not that this is a new mutants pod or anything but I have the belief that movie will never come out in theaters Um, I think that it would be kind of cool if it just like appeared on Disney plus one day I think it's going to go on Hulu, honestly. Really? Because they're, um, they're, I, I know you hate Deadpool, but like they're putting all the Deadpool movies on Hulu. Um, oh, that's and like weird. all the, uh, why? So all, kids don't watch them? Well, uh, I, I think also so they can like bury non canon Marvel stuff. True. Um, and also they're, I think they're putting the, uh, I wish I could censor myself. Uh, I'm going to say Brian Singer, but add like a bleep to it. Um, all his x-men movies are going to be on hulu too and non disney oh that's kind of cool that they're still made available (laughs) yeah (laughs) damn um but yeah i think new mutant it's kind of cool that he's still alive in my opinion just kidding jk um (laughs) yeah i think new mutants (laughs) goes there (laughs) Um, unless (laughs) (laughs) unless same with woody allen uh just choking Imagine if he just uh haha jk Unless. Unless. Patreon subscribers, if you want to see Woody Allen choke and die, you can donate to the... <laughs> uh, I might know where he plays clarinet every few weeks. So... <laughs> JK. Unless. <laughs> anyway. Alright. Um, Adam, you want to plug anything? I want to plug oh. Frank Oz's Twitter account. Um, Uncut Gym, see it in theaters, Christmas Day. Um, I'm trying, bitch. <laughs> it's amazing. It's my, you know, I have it at, like, number two on Letterboxd right now, but you know what, fuck it. It's What's my, your number one? Parasite, but, like, I 
I, and I Uncut love Parasite. Gems beats it. I didn't even see Uncut Gems. Parasite's amazing, but I literally can <clears throat> I like I saw Uncut Gems like a few weeks ago and I literally have not like stopped thinking about it. So. All right. All right. Well, I I'm just all I'm saying since is... it was announced and I <laughs> Don't follow me on Twitter. Don't follow me on any social media. Don't listen to the critics podcast. I don't give a fuck. Just go see Uncut Gems. See it in a theater, pay for it, support it. I love it. It's amazing. Pay it forward. Yes. <laughs> and I would like to plug Frank Oz's Twitter account. Don't follow me on Twitter. Follow him. Don't follow us on Twitter. Don't even listen to this episode until you followed Frank Oz on Twitter. Can I just say one thing? I I do this pod. I you've do another. Said, you've said too many things. <laughs> wow. Well. Okay. No. What? Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, no, oh, don't okay. leave. Don't leave. <laughs> Everybody. I'd like an audience. I'd like an audience track. And I'm like walking out the door, and they're like, oh. And then I walk in, like, hey. And, um, <laughs> and I just like kick down the door, like Kramer. <laughs> um, what was I gonna say? I forgot. Well, f- well, thank. I forgot. You what said I you wanted to say one thing. Yeah, and I forgot. So Very it's cool. fun. We were talking about Frank Oz's Twitter account. Oh, I was going to say, we I do two pods. This and another one with a dumbass named Joe. And every week we plug ourselves. And I've never gotten a follower that I don't like already know. So I, I really think plugging means nothing. But it's fine. Yeah, because like everyone that listens already knows us and follows us. So. Exactly. Because hope... who else would want to listen to us talk about fucking Bob Iger for two hours? Uh, I think my mom's listening to this episode, so mom. Oh, hey. Hey. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay. Anything else you want to plug? Like. No. Okay. Cool. Oh, the documentary Muppet guys talking. Yeah, I. Give I, them money. Don't. You know, I'll them. probably. I'm on Christmas break right now, so I'm probably gonna watch that this week. Torrent the original Muppet movie. <laughs> I've already already played it on disney plus once so i feel bad i'm gonna go watch it on my phone on the disney plus app when i finish watching the last jedi another (laughs) disney property uh fuck uh bob Iger is what we're trying to say yeah literally all right but also uh hire me jk unless unless honestly if either of us get like job interviews at um disney we're just gonna like delete the entire pod if Adam, do you, I'll let you in on a little secret. Don't tell anyone. Okay. Every single time I make my Twitter private, it's because I applied to a job at Disney. Oh, Disney specifically. I always figure it's for a job, but it's Disney specifically. <coughs> Excuse me. Yes, I only um, make my Twitter private if I apply to a job at Disney. Yeah, I am. Um, <coughs> I, you know what? I've never. I I live a little bit too far from Disney. Uh, so oh, I've never actually up. tried. No, I'm actually being serious. Like I know I'm in Orlando, but like oh, I thought you were being sarcastic. <laughs> no, like I actually like it's it just sucks to drive like because it's a 20 yeah, minute I'm drive. Sure. It's just it traffic. Turns, it's actually 50 minutes by the time you actually get there. Yeah. So it's like I want to work at Disney, even just doing um anything and or even Universal, honestly. But like mm. um, yeah but it just sucks no like not even like in the parks like even if i just apply to be like a receptionist for disney like my twitter just goes private <laughs> you I said can't... um the muppets are dying under the disney regime can you explain that <laughs> <laughs> literally i was scrolling through my twitter like earlier today when i was just like on the toilet like bored and i just saw a tweet from me being like because kermit from his official account was like 
oh my god like wow I told the Muppets so they could have anything that they want for Christmas and they asked for all of 2020 off and I quote tweeted I was like Kermit do not fucking let Disney make you tweet things like this like do not take 2020 off (laughs) like it's like we're being gaslit by Disney to like think that like Kermit wants to take the year off when Disney has not given us new content literally all the replies were like uh no you guys haven't put out any content in years why would you take 2020 off you guys have had years off i think um what do you call it uh they know that all the like hippie indie socialist fans of dis or muppets are like or like is their socialist fan base Mm -hmm. so they just like to fuck with them specifically oh can i plug another thing too please the twitter account muppet history it's run by this guy josh yes in the Instagram, it's, too. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's legitimately, like, the best source of anything ever. And, like, I usually retweet it, like, once a day. But, um, yeah. yeah, the sweetest guy ever runs it. And I don't even know how he finds, like, the footage that he does. But, yeah, it's really yeah. nice. And that's where, like, most of, like, like, it's really interesting because I feel like that's where a lot of, like, the movements to, like, keep Muppet Vision open and, like, release the Muppet Show and stuff, like, literally, like, he, like, started basically a movement to, like, go on the Disney Plus app and harass them to add Muppet content, (laughs) but, um, yeah, it's really interesting to see, like, how many people still, like, want it and how much of a market there is, and I feel like a lot of his tweets will go viral from, like, massive celebrities, like, clips from, like, the Muppet Show and stuff that, like, a lot of people haven't seen, and that makes me, like, really hopeful, because it's, like, there's still a market. People still want it. <clears throat> um, not to, I mean, I do, I can, don't, I, I love Muppet history, so it's beautiful, but I just want to say one last thing before we go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking at, I was on Twitter real quick, and I was yeah. looking at, um, just on my feed, and Ryan Johnson, he has not tweeted about Rise of Skywalker since, like, the trailer, but he yeah. did just tweet a review for Little Women. <laughs> <laughs> we love that <laughs> you know what I have to say about that women they have <laughs> minds <laughs> good night Adam thanks for uh, listening to the <laughs> so Lenny O'Cannon guy. bye 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 bye, bye. <laughs>